0: Coming through. Welcome to the Educate US podcast. With your host, Nick Severi, Dr. Stacy Schultz, and Dr. Patrice Fenton. Three former teachers and administrators, talking about a wide range of topics happening in education. Time to educate us. Thank you, of course, for listening to the Educate US show. As always, we are excited to just talk about what's going on in the world of education. But uh, as always, you know, want to direct you all to, of course, you can find our show over at Leon Media Network. All of our episodes are there. Very easy from there to find which podcast platform you use, download, rate, subscribe. Five stars, of course, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can do that also at theeducateusshow at gmail.com. Once again, the educate. US show at gmail.com. Now today's we're a little we're not necessarily shorthanded. We're with Patrice in spirit today, but Patrice is not able to join So Stacy and I are, are moving, you know, to moving through this adventure together. Um, as always, we begin with just being in the space of how we're doing, you know, <laughs> just a personal check-in, especially this time as we get ready for the holidays and all the energy that we you know really have to give our loved ones, you know, sometimes at our own expense. So Stacy, you know, as we come across the holidays, it's an interesting time, a lot of movement, a lot of emotion, just everything that we have to sort of expend to our loved ones. How are you doing?
1: Nick, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm doing well, actually. Today was a really energizing day. Uh, a couple reasons why. I'm making some space for breathing and <laughs> some good mantras, um, both with family but also for myself Uh, also just some exciting new developments that are happening in a professional space and personal space and just been exploring and reflecting on those how are you today
0: good you know it's um just coming off of you know my birthday always falls right before the holidays so I get to come off of you know that which obviously was just fun and exciting and then you know turning over to Thanksgiving it's probably probably why I enjoy this time of the year because there's so many celebrations I get to have so um I we're in a good place though just yeah a lot I think for most people in the education space you always run into the situation of and it happens a couple times of the year uh, you know, as you get ready for the school year, or as before you go into a long break, that feeling of trying to accomplish a lot before having what really feels like a hard stop, especially for this holiday, where you just get pulled away, you know, from family and friends. So there's, you know, notifications, your phone, get you pushed to the side, and you're just trying to be as present as you can at home. And that's really the situation I'm in right now is you're gearing up for a crazy day tomorrow. Today, we're recording this on a Tuesday you know, getting ready to have this sent out to all of you loyal listeners uh, next week. But so I'm that's, that's kind of in the place too. But at the same time, just taking pause and realizing I'm very blessed to be around my family, you know, do some really fun things. Um, and I'll be also with my parents as well. So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's energy using <laughs> to put it lightly, but it's good. Um, you know, as we're reflecting, you know, what comes to mind also is, you know, we approach, you know, within a few weeks, the end of 2023. And for us here, you know, we started this show, really the planning of it, the guts of it really started for us in the spring, March, April of this year, Stacey Patrice and I started to talk about even actually before that, what would it look like to have a conversation, an ongoing conversation about this this thing we call education that we're very passionate about and bringing it to other educators, you know, all over, and we start start having a conversation. We talk to obviously, you know, um, you know our our friend and colleague Mike Leon, you know, who heads up Leon Media Network about bringing this show to life. June, we start putting our stuff on wax, for lack of a better phrase, and that brings us to here. And as we do that, of course, what comes to mind is. What's interesting about our show, especially, is that we really work thematically. You know, sometimes we have very dedicated series, as we've been doing recently. But also, if you look at the episodes and the, if you look at our episodes, you'll notice some recurring themes. And as Stacey and I were talking about this this conversation today, you know, what themes started coming up, and a couple came to mind. And what we thought about is talking about the theme itself, like what lands on us when we think of this, but then also directing all of you back to just some earlier episodes, particular segments or clips that really speak to our guests talking about these areas and just basically taking you all on essentially, I would say a tour of the program as it relates to these major focus areas. The first one that comes to mind is tied to sort of our why of this program, which is to shed light on where education could be better. And at the same time, being very honest with ourselves about What's really not working? And, you know, Stacey, as I say this, obviously, our first episode, you know, you and Patrice talked about the book that you're writing, which is a little influenced by the idea of what could be better. As you think about after all these conversations we've had and this theme of improvement, but while also acknowledging where there's either harm or what is just not working, that we really need to question why we do it and do we need to continue doing it, what comes up for you?
1: Yeah. So against that theme of what's like working and not working and and what could be better. I mean, some of our our guests that we've had on and a few of them are going to spotlight to hear what they have to say about that, um, really point out to this fact of, you know, while education is supposedly right for everyone, it really doesn't make space for the whole person. Right, and we've heard this time and time again. Whether it's, um, you know how you identify your gender, how you um, identify racially, how if you are someone with disabilities, um, so many different pieces of this have just come up against. This system is not making space to see all of the humanity that we are, and really uh, celebrated and and honor the opportunities for all of us to learn from each other. And I really appreciate all the different guests who've come on to really talk about that vulnerably and deeply and also share with us, you know, their hopes that they have.
0: And with that theme in mind of improvement and addressing what's not working, a a couple of guests came to mind for us, you know, in the area of assessment, which is one of the most common talking points when we discuss education you know obviously the conversation we we had with akil was a perfect really segue for others to really understand the difference between assessments that do make a lot of sense curriculum based but then also standardized tests and where the problem lies there and akil specifically talked to us about the intentionality of these kinds of assessments trying to trip up our up, trip up our students and then at the same time you know when we think about The even the idea of teachers joining schools, like coming zooming out of the classroom and really employment, specifically for teachers of color. You know, we think of the conversation that we had with Devin very early on in the show, recognizing, you know, oftentimes the outreach efforts that schools make and what they do to address the needs of black and Latino teachers is not, is not making, is not hitting the mark. And then, of course, when we think about students, most recently, you know, we think of that conversation we had with Megan talking about what we all agree was essentially from an engineering standpoint, you know, the major design flaw that, that exists in schools in its mission to try to meet the needs of all students, but often meeting the needs of none of them. Well, let's start with the, the big bad, right? Admission sets, I feel like, terrible. They are, and let me say that better, they are used terribly, they are marketed terribly, right? Just think of the very notion of we're going to test you on a narrow swath of math and English, of math and reading, and maybe grammar, and then get a number and use that number to say we can predict your future. Predict your ability to learn further. Predict college and career readiness. Like all of these further predictions based on a performance on one day's of assessment, it just seems like a very bar- a, a a insane overreach.
2: You know, it's not just schools. It's, you know, it's societal design flaws. And again, we'll sort of we'll we'll hearken back to the fact that the ADA is is a good bit younger than me, and that's scary. Um I don't I don't like to think I'm that old. So um that's that's a pretty young uh that's a pretty young law, you know? Um, and it's, and it's not extensive. It's not, um, it's hard to enforce. It's not a, it's not a easily enforceable law. Um, and I think, you know, as, as time moves on, we have all these examples, right? Um, I'm sure anyone can say oh my favorite restaurant let's go to my favorite restaurant but if you were taking your friend in a wheelchair could your friend in a wheelchair enjoy that same favorite restaurant
3: it's like sunday blues on steroids nick just to be clear right i think most folks you know love the weekend and say right going back to work on monday um is 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 stressful but um this this what we're what we've been hearing what we continue to hear from educators of color around Um, there's something that that had been dubbed the invisible tax, um, that additional burden that educators of color face in serving predominantly students of color. Um, and that looks like, uh, feeling like you're one of the few who care about and connect with the babies that we serve feels like added responsibilities from, um, colleagues and from your leadership, um, in support of. These uh, students that we seek to to serve and the families that we seek to serve.
0: Yeah, what we've just done is take a tour of, you know, looking at the guts of education and its oper- and at the promise of what it could be. And as we think about that, we really then think about what, at its best, could be called maybe not at its best, what it hopefully could be, which is the future of school. So, you know, Stacy, when I think when we think about that. You know, obviously a couple of different conversations come to mind from this show. When you think of the future of school, what, and I always credit you with the person who put forward the word of, of hope and optimism in this program, because I can always live sometimes in, you know, what makes me want to bang my head off the wall about this field that I'm passionate about. That I'm never going to walk away from, but it's just really hard to sometimes make sense of. Um, but you've always been that voice of what, what could be. And in that case, when we think about the future of school, future education, really, you know, what comes to mind for you?
1: Well, there are so many, right, opportunities. And, and we're not, for for transparency's sake, right, we're not pulling from our clips of our series where we had students and parents and teachers and other educators in the field on uh because we, we did a show right where we pulled those clips. So kind of looking outside of that, cause in, in that show, we really did ask everyone, well, what could it look like? Right. Um, so we went outside and we said, okay, who else has come on and really pointed to some of that. So we're pulling a clip from Bobby who came in to talk about financial wellness, right. And the opportunity of having that um, in the classrooms, but how hard that might be. And so what are other ways to um, include that into, um, the conversation, right? Financial wellness in the conversation. Uh, We also are speaking about Jessica, right? From America on Tech and and really the work that that organization is doing to give students, you know, real life skills of tech in tech, right? And and leadership, which is so powerful. And she talks a lot about the opportunity to have stronger um, intersection between what are, corporations and and organizations looking for and what is school offering and right now her organization is kind of providing a close the gap situation but is there an opportunity to integrate all of those a little more and lastly um from Cass and Cornelius about really that radically embracing love and empathy and humanity right? I mean, just how beautiful is that? And at the top of the show, that's what we were starting to talk about, right? About how do you make space for that?
2: Um, So when I think of the future of work, I think of um, a highly diverse workforce that has um, been given all of the opportunities to succeed equitably because their schools and their community organizations and their institutions were well-equipped with the right capacity and the right curriculum um, in order for them to be able to get to that point where they are pursuing jobs um, that create wealth for them and their families and um, give them a sense of dignity and make them feel like they are contributing citizens to our society. Um, And so, When I think of the future of work, I don't think of it from like a skill set standpoint. I think of it from, you know, what does our America need to look like um, in order for us to have a future of work that we can be proud of? Um, And then what I think the role of schools are in this movement is to really see themselves accountable to career pathing. You know, there's some schools that are really good at having work-based learning coordinators, at really trying to build industry partnerships. And then there are some schools that, Um, may have the resources, but still don't prioritize it. And so I do think for the schools that have the resources, they should absolutely prioritize it. I think for schools that don't know where to get started, uh, feel free to reach out to America on Tech or any of your local employers. I know that there's so many amazing people that want to help, but they don't always know where to plug and play. Um, And then for those that have the the power to inflict change, Um, on communities and on schools that are trying to figure this new um, um, I guess way to work Um, now they should really think about the ways in which they can inject capital into amazing innovative and creative projects that can leave an an immeasurable impact on um, the places that they're trying to serve.
4: I think first of all, getting the right financial literacy resources is step number one, and that's where you guys can obviously help. Um, So getting the right curriculum and spending time in advance, understanding the concepts yourself so you can answer questions for the students and really approaching it as a priority and advocating in the education system and in the educator community for um, reprioritizing financial education of all kinds. In our school systems. As I always say, it's not parents or educators, it's both. It's all. This is all additive. When I stress the role of parents, it's because you don't necessarily know that you're going to get it from educators, but it's a blessing if you do. And we want to have as much education related to money in school as possible. We just don't know at this point, unfortunately, that we're going to get it because we do have such a fragmented school system. So it's really important that educators advocate for more learning about money in the schools and then upping the quality of it and part of that is prioritizing it making sure that the educators do have the training so that they are able to teach it effectively
5: we're always saying what we don't want right but what is it that we're working towards what is it that we do want and so for me like i can i can list the things off like i want i want classrooms to be communal i want them to be multiliterate i want the learning to be relational I want classrooms to be collaborative. I don't want them to be competitive. I want them to be process oriented. I don't want them to be reliant on a product. And so I have in my mind, like these containers, like, you know, we know when we we can name a thing, it gives us power to activate the thing. And so I think it it, it feels like a second home. Like when you can develop a classroom that is characterized by you know collaboration and community and relationship we i'm sure you all have been into that space at, at some juncture in your life and it's 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 a beautiful feeling like you feel like you can mess up and you feel like that's normal and you feel like it's meaningful and you feel like i'm going to come back to this because i have all mm-hmm. of these people around me who believe that i can be something or do something or make something of this idea i have um and it, you know i think the barriers The barriers for making that happen are both tremendous and tiny at the same time. I mean, they're tremendous in that we've inherited like the racist school infrastructure, right? And so I think everybody here knows and understands that. And so for us, because we can name it, we have a pretty good idea how it operates. And we believe that children in front of us are are here with us to do something together, like to do something meaningful together. Like we have that deep conviction and belief. And so when you have folks in a space who are operating in that ideal, the barriers don't feel that tremendous.
1: Welcome back listeners. We hope you enjoyed those different clips um, around the future and and opportunities for schools Uh, and our next series is going to really be leading us into that what is the future of schools Uh, nick patrice and i will talk about that a little and and talk about some hot topics that are in the media around that Um, we'll also have some guests who are going to come on and and talk to us about deepening the connection the career connection into the classroom and into schools and also the impact on of ai in the
0: classroom and schools thank you for listening to the educate us podcast subscribe to the show available wherever you listen to podcasts and please 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 leave us a review or comment wherever you can we want to hear from you if you have a question comment or just want to be part of the conversation email us at the educate us show at gmail.com this has been a production of leon media network i'm nick saveri
1: i'm patrice wenton and i'm stacy schultz
0: we'll see you next time